This is WGNS Action Line, talking with Rutherford County newsmakers about what matters most to you. Now, your host, Scott Walker. News time right now, 818. You're listening to WGNS on this Monday morning. Today is the 9th of January, and with us today, Dr. Craig McCabe, a local eye doctor with McCabe Vision Center. Dr. McCabe, good morning to you. Good morning, Scott. Good morning, everybody. It's a beautiful, bright, blue, hardly a cloud in the sky morning. I know. Finally, some beautiful weather out there. It's nice. Yeah, I was beginning to think we had moved to Oregon. (laughs) No kidding. (laughs) It's been gray and rainy, it seems like, for weeks on end and very cold. Of course, cold today, too, but at least the sun is out. Yeah, and it's it's not real cold. I'll tell you, as long as it's not windy and the sun is out, the low temperatures aren't as bad. Yeah, definitely so. And, uh, you know, I, I know that everybody's still got their heaters on in their house, and so they might be experiencing a little bit of dry eye problems due to the decreased relative humidity in their home from the dry air. But uh, some artificial teardrops will likely to take care of that. And if they don't, why then they need to go see their eye care doctor to have something further done than just artificial teardrops. Definitely so. And uh, Dr. McCabe, we got lots of questions for you. We started asking folks to text us questions this morning. Uh, I'd say around 730. So we got questions lined up, all kinds of good stuff for you. And for folks listening, Dr. McCabe does everything from, of course, focusing on eyesight, but also helps out with procedures dealing with Botox and other skincare items as well. So kind of touch base on that if you would, before we start, about Botox, because I know that's something that is very popular right now. Yeah, so Botox is a uh, chemical that blocks the neuromuscular transmission. Not completely, but uh, depending on how much you use, you get a titratable effect. So in other words, if you want to decrease muscle tension, muscle contraction, then you can use Botox or one of its uh, sister drugs, of which there's several out now. And uh, they have some distinct advantages over Botox because that one's been out for quite a while. And of course, things improve with time. But the main uses um, are cosmetic to Uh, decrease uh, wrinkles around the face. It can also be used for bruxism. Bruxism is a word for clenching your teeth, uh, which is something that I'm guilty of, and my dentist will tell you I'm very guilty of it. I've worn off kind of some of the bite surfaces of my molars, and maybe there's some people out there that their dentist has told them the same thing. And maybe they prescribe them a mouth guard to wear at night. But, you know, you're only asleep for about seven hours. And people that do grind or clench their teeth typically do this all day long, especially when they're stressed. And you can have a Botox or similar injection there, and that dramatically reduces that tension 
of the mastoid muscles clenching the teeth. And it has worked well for me. So you can use it for that. People who have torticollis or a turned head due to treat to too much uh, muscle tension in their neck, uh, the neurologists commonly use it for that. But interestingly, the first use of Botox was not cosmetic, but was used by an ophthalmologist uh, on kids that had a lazy eye where it was turned in in one direction. And they used it to inhibit the contraction of the muscle on the other side, which is unopposed then, and it straightens out the eyes. So now we have permanent changes with uh, eye muscle surgery to correct that. But initially, decades and decades ago, the first use was with an ophthalmologist in correcting eyes that weren't straight. So that's a little interesting tidbit. That is interesting. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on air with us this morning, local eye doctor with McCabe Vision Center. First text question this morning, it says, at times I have what feels like a shooting pain in my eye. I can't recall if it is always my right or left eye because it hasn't happened in a few days. But what could this be? A shooting pain feeling in the eye. Yeah, well, of course, if you're a coffee drinker, you can't forget to take your spoon out of your coffee. (laughs) But no, that's just a joke about it. It's usually irritation due to a dry eye problem, especially at this time of year. So dry eyes can have multiple symptoms. They can be that your eyes are kind of pinkish in color rather than whitish. They can be that they feel scratchy, gritty, sandy, like you actually got little pieces of sand in there or something like that. And then another one is you can have intermittent blurred vision. And it won't be right away. So, for example, if you were reading something, your vision might be fine reading for the first 5, 10, uh, even 15 minutes. But then after that, your eyes start to blur. And you may think they feel tired but they're actually getting dry because when we focus on something intently, whether it be reading for a while or even night driving, and especially for all of us working on multiple video display screens or computers many hours a day, our blink rate is only half as much as it is when we're not doing those activities. And blinking is what re-moisturizes our eyes with our tear film. So when you're only getting half the moisture and you tend to have a little bit of a dry eye problem, then your eyes get drier. And this can also result in a stabbing-like pain in your eyes. So for something that's intermittent and not constant that has these symptoms, probably 9 out of 10 times, it's going to be a dry eye problem. You know, it, it's wild how many things can go wrong with dry eyes because I, I know it's wild to think that something such as an eye pain could be caused by dry eyes. And I think you actually answered the next question for this next person as well, which was about same type of thing. But it says, I have a gritty feeling in my eyes at times almost feels like there are little granules of sugar in them or grains of sand. Ding, ding, ding. I think we hit that one on the nose. And dry eyes is just so common, especially in wintertime 
during allergy season or in the hot summer when we then have that dry, cool air blowing on our faces. So the last thing you want to do when you're in your car is aim the vents at your face. That is definitely a no-no. So aim them left, right, up or down, but not at your face because that dry air across your eyes will dry them out, you know, maybe like in 30 seconds to a minute. Happens real quick. Yeah, that, that, that's no fun. <laughs> and dry eyes, man, all the different problems that can arise with it from the pain to the granule feeling like there's sand in there. I mean, it's just, it, it's no good. Yeah, especially when you're driving a car. So Even worse. We want to be careful about that. So let's talk about the treatment. <clears throat> so uh, probably 50% of people with dry eyes that have a mild case of dry eyes, they can use artificial lubricating teardrops that they can get over the counter at any drug or grocery store. And I recommend any of the ones that are brand names rather than store brands because they typically have less um, preservative in them and you can become sensitive to the preservative. And then next, uh, if that doesn't seem to take care of it or it only lasts a few minutes, then you need to go see your eye care doctor and if say you're over uh, 45 years old, uh, the best treatment that I've found are called uh, tear duct plugs, punctal plugs, and they block the little exit holes, which are the tear duct that drain the tears away from your eye. Many people think that tear ducts give your eyes moisture. They don't. They're like the drain hole in the bathtub. They drain it away. So we put a plug just like we do in the bathtub when we want to retain moisture in the bathtub. We put that in your little tear ducts. It's very, it's like a two minute procedure at most to do both eyes. It's very easy. And for most people, it's paid for by their insurance. So it's covered, it's free. You don't have to do anything about it. So it's very low maintenance. And all of a sudden your dry eye problem is much better. Now, if you're a younger person and you have an inflammatory dry eye, Maybe you've got uh, early arthritis or sarcoidosis or one of those connective tissue diseases. Then it might be best for you to go on either a steroid drop uh, for the short term to suppress that inflammation and then use the plugs. Or you may need a modulator teardrop, which is a prescription. And people may have heard the names Restasis or Zydra. They are common brands that are advertised on the commercials. But there is a good treatment for this that will take care of most everybody and cure this very, very common problem. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe is on the air with us, local eye doctor. This next text message, more of a comment, I guess. It says here, the cover article in the January National Geographic magazine talks of living longer and better. It says, I remember many years ago you said something about a new procedure that uses lens implants and uh, it gives perfect vision to that person with those lens implants suffering from cataracts. And it says it looks as if another major visual miracle is about to take place 
And Harvard Medical School apparently has a study on reversing macular degeneration. So I don't know anything about that. Maybe you do. Yeah, I'll tell you, there's, there's been studies for a couple decades now on trying to slow down macular degeneration. This is thought to be due to the buildup of free radicals in our body uh, carried through our cardiovascular system and the most uh, oxygen sensitive tissues in the body which receive the greatest blood flow with the retinas of your eyes being one of them they receive 20 percent it's amazing but through um, evolution this was designed because your eyes are just that important you know 90 percent of all the information our brain receives is through our eyes all the other senses all the other ways we obtain information they all fight for the remaining 10 percent but that's how important your eyes are so any little thing that affects the blood flow or the nourishment to the rods and cones and the retinas of our eyes causes damage. People can have strokes in their eyes, but they can also have aging damage. And that's how we get this age-related macular degeneration. So it's good to take antioxidants for many different reasons. So I recommend that everyone do that. Take, take at least a multivitamin with minerals. Um, every day and if you start uh, if you have a family history of macular degeneration or you start to notice differences in your vision that are not corrected with a new pair of glasses then you need to get a thorough dilated eye exam because we have some things that slow down macular degeneration but nothing that stops it nothing that cures it so you know, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, all those kind of things. You want to try to slow it down before the horse is out of the barn, so to speak. I'm using a lot of colloquialisms this morning, but I think they fit. And so there's studies that really started in Germany. Many scientific studies start in Germany, and they worked on transplanting uh, stem cells or fetal cells into the retinas of people and they've shown that in a small percentage of cases it can stop the macular degeneration but there are so many complications associated with doing this procedure and graft rejection and all other kinds of issues that it's nowhere near commercially ready but there's so many people in our country, you know, one out of three people, 75 and older in our country, have macular degeneration. One out of three. That's huge. That's more than most any other medical problem. So whoever can uh, commercially, company-wise, find out a good, either slowing it down or stopping it, uh, tends to make a lot of money. So there's a lot of research dollars going into this. And uh, there are uh, new things coming out next quarter of this year to slow down the dry form of macular degeneration. You know, our listeners may not know, but there's two forms to it. The first one's the dry form. The second and worst form is called the wet form or exudative. 
and that's the one where there's a lot of bleeding into the retina. The dry form is where you first just start to lose the photoreceptors, the cones with which we see light and read with. And so there are new medications coming out for that this year, but they only slow it down. So I'm glad people are working on it, but uh, you need to try to do the best you can to prevent it and slow it down at this point in time. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe on the air with us this morning. You can text in any questions you may have, 615-893-1450. And I'm glad you brought up vitamins and things, you know, to make your eyes, I guess, healthy longer. And I want to cover more on that when we come back from this break. But before we go to the break, let's fit in one quick question here. It says, what about over-the-counter eye whiteners such as Lumify or things similar to it? Is it safe to use every day, and does it help with dry eyes or as well, or just make your eyes look whiter? And the short answer is yes, no, yes. <laughs> so helps so, make your eyes look whiter, but not necessarily helps. helps dry. Yes, correct. So it helps your eyes look whiter, and this is the only eye whitening drop that I recommend to my patients because it's the safest. It constricts the little uh, veins or venules uh, in your eyes and not the arteries that supply blood, the nutrients to your eyes. And those are the ones, the veins and venules that typically dilate big when uh, we get red eyes. It's not bleeding into our into the conjunctiva. It's just actually engorgement of those blood vessels. So the Lumify helps to prevent that dilation or engorgement of those vessels. Uh, It's not habit forming. You don't get into a vicious spiral like you can with Visines and other more broad spectrum that constrict uh, arteries and veins. So Yes, it's fine to use that. Does it uh, cause any harm? No, there's been none reported. Thirdly, does it help treat a dry eye? Absolutely not. It's only a medication to remove the redness. People think because they put a drop in their eye, they're adding moisture. And that's just really a naive thought about that. There are many drops that we use in your eyes that can actually cause dryness. Now, they're not lubricating artificial teardrops. They're medications. But there's a whole host of pills that people take, and they may not think it affects their eyes. They may be taking it for their blood pressure or depression or pain or uh, for their allergies, and yet it causes a significant dry eye problem just from the medication you're taking. So could so, you use Lumify to whiten your eyes, then also use an eye lubricator drop? Yeah, and I would say uh, reverse that order. So let's use the lubricating drops first to see if they get rid of the redness. If so, then your only problem is dry eyes, and you should have that treated. Go to your eye doctor, uh, and they should offer you more than just artificial teardrops or the prescription drops if you're older than 45. If it is uh, not due to dryness, then the artificial teardrops won't get rid of the redness, 
and then you should use the Lumify. But if you have to use the Lumify on a daily basis uh, and you don't know why, then you need to see your eye doctor and have them figure that out. Maybe you need to change around one of your medications. Maybe they need to work with your primary care doctor or your specialist to help fix that problem. So it's very common, but there's a whole bunch of roots to that tree for why it can cause your eyes to be red. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe is on the air with us this morning, and we got to take a short break. But when we come back, vitamins that are good for your eyes, vitamins that will help your eyes in the long run. And also, we got a text message again about National Geographic. So apparently more than one person saw this article. So we'll touch base on that as well when we come back. Again, our guest today, Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor with McCabe Vision Center. Right now, that time, 8.39. Stay with us. And, of course, you can text us your questions at 615-893-1450. Hi, this is Peter Demas. One of the things that we've done years ago is we've been able to do our orders, like our pastas and many other items that we used to be able to put them in large pans. And now we have a catering team that will even deliver it to your home. We can drop it off for you, set it up, or they can come in and pick it up. Look up our catering menu on www.demasrestaurants.com. This is Peter Demas at Demas's Restaurant, 1115 Northwest Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell from Music World and Drummer's Den. We offer a good assortment of everything. We have new guitars, Gill, Seagull, Godin, lots of brands, vintage guitars. We have everything you need, keyboards, drums, and every instrument you can think of. We would welcome you to come in and look around, see what you can find that you have to have. And Music World and Drummer's Den is located at 2762 South Church Street, right across from Indian Hills Golf Course. What do you like most about Adam's Place? My apartment. I love my apartment. It's roomy and I've got lots of books and I've got room for everything and my little dog likes it, so we're happy in my apartment. We're talking with Betty Kirksey. The people are nice. Everybody that works here, I have found it. They're really nice. I'm Terry Deal. Call me for more information about Adam's Place, located at 1927 Memorial Boulevard, across from Walmart. Skies will become mostly sunny here for this afternoon with a high in the low 50s. Winds out of the north at 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, alone near 30. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 30. If you're looking for an authentic relationship with financial experts who genuinely care about your unique needs, Capstar Bank is for you. Capstar Bank is dedicated to the people of this community. Capstar Bank wants to help you reach your financial goals. Because at Capstar Bank, you matter to us. Capstar Bank, 2230 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, capstarbank.com, member FDIC, equal housing lender.
the Action Line on FM 101.9 and AM 1450 Murfreesboro, FM 100.5 Smyrna, and streaming at WGNSRadio.com. Right now that time, 842. You're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning. Today is the 9th of January. Dr. Craig McCabe is now in studio with us this morning. How are you again? Hey, I'm great. Happy to be here. How is the traffic out there? Oh, not not bad at all. As long as you are, am I still coming in well? Yeah. As long as you are uh, past, say, eight, ten in the morning, the traffic really drops down. Then that that's a good thing. I guess yeah. that's after everybody goes to school. All the parents drop off their kids at school and everything. Yeah, that would make sense. All the bus stops and all that. So this next one says the major National Geographic January article includes studies from major researchers researchers around the world, including a 2006 Nobel Prize for stem cell research that shows how to reprogram adult cells and return them to an uh, embryonic-like state. And it says some researchers feel that this would reverse aging and eradicate the illnesses that come with aging. What are your thoughts? So that's also on the National Geographic, I guess, magazine from uh, January. Yes, yes, and that's true. And they've been used much more successfully elsewhere in the body. But like I've said on the show before, the central nervous system, different from the peripheral nervous system, so the central nervous system is composed of your brain and your spinal cord and actually the optic nerve which is the second cranial nerve is uh, composed of central nervous system or brain tissue and those tissues the CNS the central nervous system brain and spinal cord we've not been able to regenerate there's so much to learn or replace they're kind of the last frontier of medicine now, just about everything else in your body, every organ we got, we can either replace or regenerate or heal, but not the brain and spinal cord. This is why strokes and spinal cord injuries can be so devastating for the rest of that individual's life. Now, there's lots of research going on about it. They've even implanted peripheral nervous system tissue into the central nervous system, and they've shown that when they have cut it, damaged it, that peripheral nervous system will grow until it hits central nervous system tissue. Then it stops growing abruptly. And so there's a lot of research into it, but the brain and the spinal cord are different from all other tissues in the body for obvious reasons. But for a big reason, which is their healing, regenerating, and to be able to transplant it. I, I was trying to open that article on the National Geographic aging issue. I guess it would be the January issue. And I, I couldn't open it on the website here, but I, I've, I've got a membership for National Geographic, but for some reason I, I can't get it logged in either. But <laughs> it, it, I, I was trying to log in just so you know, and I bet this is Scott during the break. But it was asking me to uh, pay money, and I didn't have time to go all through that and get to the answer in time. But from what they've just read to us, then they're talking about all the kind of in general research on aging. 
And uh, yes, they can do remarkable things for other places in the body. Stem cell uh, transplants to help with uh, cancer, hematologic cancers. There's a lot of work uh, on this, but as far as the brain and spinal cord, that's different. You know, it's, it's going to be interesting in the years to come as far as what scientists discover new about things like the brain, because there is so much to learn right now. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's obviously the most complex system in the body. I'll tell you, I, I like to golf, and uh, so I'm learning about golf, and they're talking about muscle memory. Your muscles don't have any memory. That's all in your brain. And we use all these kind of colloquialisms or uh, words to describe other things in our body, our feelings and our heart, right? Our heart's got no feeling to it, right? It's got nothing like that. It's just all in the brain. The brain is the master controller, master computer that does pretty much everything in our body except for our reflexes. But our reflexes still go through the spinal cord, which is central nervous system tissue. <laughs> it just doesn't make it all the way up to the brain to be faster to pull your hand away from that hot stove or that fire. But... Um, that uh, definitely is, uh, you've got to say, the most important part of the whole body. And we have uh, another question here. But before we get to that, I know before that last break, you mentioned something about certain vitamins that will help keep your eyes healthy. And I, I pulled up from the National Institute of Health. Uh, I guess it was an article talking about vitamin A and how important that is for good vision and it's also good for your immune system, reproduction, growth and development, and so on. But uh, National Institute of Health talks about vitamin A, and I didn't realize this. It says beef, liver, and other organ meats have a lot of vitamin A, but those are also high in cholesterol. So it's like, a, you know, you got to be careful with that one. But then some types of fish also have lots of vitamin A in them. Yeah, and too much vitamin A can cause other issues with your body and... Uh, in your lungs if you're a smoker, uh, and it's not a huge issue with your eyes. Con contrary, I don't mean to disagree with you, <laughs> but for example, do this for me. On your computer there, look up the age-related eye disease formula. So these are the vitamins that we uh, give to our patients, and uh, they have uh, C, E, zinc, selenium, copper. What, what, what do you have in there? Bilberry extract. Uh, no, that's not in the age-related eye disease. Okay, wait a second here. Age-related eye disease? A-REDS okay, study write formula. A-REDS, you can just abbreviate A-R-E-D-S formula. All right, here we go. Age-related eye disease study, A-REDS, and it says here... Oral supplementation with uh, age-related eye disease study, the formulation of it, antioxidant vitamins C and E. All right. And beta carotene. And it goes on to say zinc as well. All have been shown to reduce the risk of progression to advanced age-related macular degeneration. Yeah, copper should uh, be in there as well. Copper, huh? Yeah. To... Uh but these Two all help. milligrams, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you look, there's very little A. And there was an, a, right. there was an age related eye disease uh, one uh, formula, which had much more A in it, like 15,000 units. And then it greatly got reduced 
in the AREDS2 formula, which is now what all eye doctors uh, have used as the standard of care. Uh, and so vitamin A has become much less important. And, and that was the, the point of that little exercise there. But if you, uh, you don't need to take these high potency, um, high equivalent uh, vitamin formulas if you do not have macular degeneration. You know, they say that uh, North Americans have the most expensive uh, toilet water in the world. And that's because whatever we don't absorb goes out in the bathroom <laughs> so and it's true because you can go anywhere and my god they're selling like quart jugs of these vitamins all over and and in january is when you get your best deals on vitamins by the way the whole year because everybody's into the health kick it's the same way with exercise equipment but um or gym memberships they're all going after you at these times because uh, that's just like mine to lose some weight but uh anyways you don't have to take that if you don't have these d diseases, if you don't have macular degeneration. Now, if you do, then you should be on the best AREDS formula. Absolutely, 100%. You should also be on the Mediterranean diet. And if you're one of my patients with macular degeneration, you've heard me go through this spiel, which is that there was a European, large European study which showed that going on the Mediterranean diet can be as beneficial or a little bit more than our A-Reds vitamins. So now it's recommended by the retina community that you do both. Mediterranean diet, and you can just look up Mediterranean diet plans if you have macular degeneration. Otherwise, you don't need to do it, although it is the second uh, most popular diet in the world and is considered maybe to be the best one. So if you're into that then you ought to look it up but anyways vitamins are good for the rest of your body everybody should be taking a uh, once a day multivitamin like a centrum silver or the store brand version of that uh, I just bought a jug this week at Sam's which was for men 50 and older which unfortunately is my category <laughs> yeah so uh, vitamins uh, absolutely do have their place However, you don't need to be taking all these crazy amounts and all this kind of stuff if you don't need them, if you don't have a situation that uses it, because otherwise your body won't absorb it. It'll just go right through you. Uh, and that's always a good thing to discuss with your doctor, too, what you should be taking over-the-counter-wise. And when you report the pills that you take, whenever you go to the doctor's office, you need to also write down on that sheet your over-the-counter ones, because they can have an influence. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. If you have any questions, text those in 615-893-1450. His office is on Heritage Park Drive in Murfreesboro off of Memorial Boulevard. And I know earlier in the broadcast, you mentioned something about certain medications that can, I guess, mess up your vision in some way or another. And I'm curious uh, what are some of those medications? Are we looking at like blood pressure medications? Are we looking at medications for those who have ADD, for example? I mean, what types, how broad of a spectrum of medicine is there that can mess with your vision in some way? So it's pretty big. It's pretty large. I'll bet you if you take four medications, one of them causes a dry eye problem. Wow. 
one that's, in four. That's probably half the people listening now. <laughs> and so if you take, <clears throat> let's go through them. First of all, if you're 60 years old, you only make 60% of the moisture in your eyes that you did when you were 20. So there's a decline with age with our glands as there is throughout our body. And the lacrimal gland, which is right underneath your eyebrow, is what makes the moisture in your eyes. So there's that. Then let's say you uh, are taking a blood pressure medicine that is a beta blocker. And that would be things that sound like metoprolol, propranolol. They cause a dry eye problem. Let's say you have allergies and you're taking an antihistamine, especially the oral, the pill forms, as opposed to the nasal inhalers, which are the ones I recommend on the show. So they cause a significant dry eye problem. Let's say you got lower back pain or some pain, knee pain, anywhere else, and you take some pain pills. They cause a dry eye problem even more so than the antihistamines do. Uh, let's say that you're on some antidepressant or some medicine to adjust your mood or behavior. Almost all of those cause a dry eye problem. Uh, Man, that, that let's say you have a problem with your bladder. They cause a dry eye problem. So a whole bunch, right? A whole bunch. That's why I say if you take four, chances are you're on one. And we have people that, uh, you know, take six or seven medications, and maybe half of them do. And they're just destined to have a dry eye problem. It's not even their fault. It's the medications that they take. And if you read that little tissue paper uh, information sheet that comes with your medications, it'll just say blurred vision. Because anything that affects your eyes is just lumped under blurred vision by the FDA. So it'll say it'll cause blurred vision. But most of the time, it's a dry eye problem. And you covered medicines that, uh, you know, help with your mood all the way to pain that you may be having to allergies. I mean, that's And blood everything. pressure. And blood pressure. So common things. Um, now, it's not all blood pressure medicines. It's just the beta blocker ones. But uh, those are common in the blood pressure medication scheme. So... If you're having issues with your eyes, uh, you know, go see your eye doctor uh, and try to see one that specializes in dry eye treatment. Otherwise, they're, they may likely just give you a bottle of artificial teardrop and say, hey, if you like this, you can get more at the drugstore. And that really doesn't take care of you unless you only have, you know, the mildest of symptoms. Uh, next question again you can text us 615-893-1450 it says i use a nose spray called afrin at least once a day can this cause any problems with my eyes or make them dry uh yes it can dries out the mucous membranes through vasoconstriction uh, and can also uh, cause a dry eye problem now if you read like i said the instructions, which I think are on the side of the box or the little tissue paper insert, it says you shouldn't have to use this more than three days. If you do, go see your doctor. And it's probably your primary care or ear, nose, and throat. So if you're just trying to get through some uh, common cold symptoms, that's okay short term. But if you're finding it long term, you're going to become dependent upon it. 
I don't want to say hooked or addicted to it, but uh, you will become dependent upon it. You need to break that cycle uh, the same way if you use Visine for your eyes. So, um, you know, uh, your doctor is a wonderful resource and they'll help you with this and find you alternatives that don't have these side effects. Let's try to fit in at least one more question here. It says, I get random floaters in my eye. Almost looks like I'm looking through a kaleidoscope. I noticed it happens or feels like it happens more so when I am stressed. Could that be possibly causing this or is something else? Well, when you mention kaleidoscope, to me, that simulates uh, scintillating colors, flashes of light off to the periphery. That's different. That's an aura or an ocular migraine. You can look that up. But if you're seeing little spots in your vision, like you want to swat at a bug that's not there, but you do it anyways, that's when you're looking at a brightly lit background, a screen, a fluorescent light, a bluebird sky, and that's a floater. And people may not know, but we now have an FDA-approved floater laser in our office to get rid of those that goes to your insurance. So if that's something you're interested in, uh, give us a call at McCabe Vision Center. Again, Dr. McCabe with McCabe Vision Center on the radio with us this morning. And we'll post this podcast in just a little while. You can find them online as well. Dr. McCabe, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks. Always a pleasure. Thanks so much for all the wonderful questions. And I hope everyone has a wonderful, happy, healthy, and prosperous new year. Definitely. Again, Dr. Craig McCabe with us. It is now nine o'clock. You're listening to WGNS Murfreesboro on this Monday morning.